<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not a die, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. Love it, man. 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. I got stuck in pain. It won't be a little hit. Go read a book, you illiterate. Son of a bitch, step up your vocab. Don't be surprised. Patience to these false accusations. They faking the shake and cut the money you're making. Brick some money on the dresser, drive a compressor, top notch, get the most. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, good people. Man, I'm hoping y'all having a great day today. And if not, you already know the routine. Hopefully by the end of this episode, you're going to be having a great one. It's your host, Mr. D713, back with season three of Everything Culture. You're about to get into the makings of Mr. D713. We're going to learn a little bit about me, my background, traditions, upbringing, and all that good stuff we have. Um, season three, we're looking forward to it. I'm so excited. We have some excellent guests excellent point of views, some chill conversations, some serious conversations. Um, but all is, all in all, we want to learn. We want to laugh and we want to grow. We want to be better people. I want to say thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you of all, our, all of our listeners, all of our viewers, anyone that shared the show, anyone that's purchased any of the merchandise. Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our co-hosts that's been a part of this beautiful ride of everything culture and we're going to keep going so we look forward to having you all for season three to all over to season 333 um it's your host mr d713 and once again welcome to everything culture let's dive in this is the makings of you for mr d713 half of everything culture podcast that's everything with an a how are you tonight? I am well. I am well. Um, I'm a little. I'm tired, but I'm good. You know, I'm like I got that little, the candle in my chest. Is you know, it's dwindling. It's kind of like trying to flicker off. But I'm like, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. It's been okay. a long day. Good day though. How about you? I am doing well. And speaking of I, I am honored to be here, uh, co-hosting with you tonight. Uh, for those of you listening, I am one of your favorite creator and hosts, Donna Daw of Concrete and Blossom Podcast. And I am the same. My little light is 
Maybe a little bit lower than yours. Hi, everyone. My name is Leah with Take Up Space Podcast. I am here with Mr. D713 for Everything Cultures, Makings of You. We get to actually hear more about Sir Drake, Mr. D713, your host. You know him. You love him. We give it up. You haven't done a makings of you before, and I am so honored that you wanted me to host this. Man, I appreciate you. you I feel so good. You you've been coming through since the three months we've been knowing each other. Right. That. And but you know, I love your interview style. I think I said that first like time or the second time we talk, I like I love your point of view. Like you make statements that I it feel like I don't have to talk as much. I'm like we got somebody else. She, she see where she gets it. I'm like, <laughs> she, you know, it's like, go ahead, Leah. It's like, I don't even have to butt in sometimes. It's like, even though I like to talk, you know that. But I'm like, yeah. I'd like, just nod my head. Good job. Good job. Good job. Let's see what questions you have for me tonight as well. You know, so usually if y'all know the makings of you, we ask these lines of questions um, every episode of Everything Culture or you hear it prior to hearing the episode of Everything Culture. For season three, I wanted to mix it up and I wanted to let you all know a little bit about me. You know, um, I never done the true makings of you with me being involved and I think it's important to get to know about your host a little bit more. So once again, thank you, Don, for being here this evening and let's get into it. Absolutely. So let's get started. And I wanted to have you give us some raw thoughts that you were not prepared for because you being the host, you obviously know the questions mostly for the makings of you. Um, and although I'm sure just as a co-host, you're used to people adding in their own little mix, but I definitely wanted to get some raw, just off the rip, exactly how you um, feel it and mean it as soon as it comes to your mind. So, um, we're going to start by having you fill in. You have three blanks to fill in, okay? Mm -hmm. And it, it begins like this. I believe in living a blank, blank, and blank life. Peaceful, loving, and... Very peaceful, loving, and family-oriented life. Okay excited because I've heard a lot of your story and I think that you tell it in parts but um, in being able to do the makings of you we get to actually hear a full story from you so to start this off um, we're going to go short and then we're going to go long so I just want a line it could be a um, it could be a lyric from a song it could be a poem it could be a book it could be a line from a movie I need a line from you that would describe where you are right now. Where I'm at right now. Um, I, I don't know that would describe exactly um, from a line or a story that's popular that we can say it was just What does something. it have to be popular? Just something that it means something to you. Um... I'm crossing the desert. I feel like I'm searching, you know? It's like, I know where I'm going, but it's so much path and so much things that I can see beyond. And mm -hmm. my idea is like a desert don't have to be a, people think of a desert sometimes just as in the, the sand 
and you know no water a desert is like a wide open space without people without anything so sometimes i feel like i'm in a world of my own so um remember if that that comes together but i'll think of a nice little quote um a little saying that represents where i'm now in life well, overall, I'm too blessed to be stressed. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. A lot of people, I think that, you know, a lot of people don't really know how to convey that, but that's really good imagery of, you know, just being in a place of desolation where there's like, okay, space and more space. But then that also could mean that you have a lot of space to create. And that's where I'm just, coming now from. Now you just got to get to work and start filling up that space with stuff. But you got to pick out where do you want to build this space? You know, where do you want to keep now, Listen, if you're in the desert, the possibilities are endless. You, but listen, you can get lost in the desert, though. You can. <laughs> that's the thing. It, and that's what I'm trying to say. It'll all find you. Don't mm. worry about it. It'll all, whoever, you know, if you build it, they will come. Did you uh, describe yourself? Um, I'll describe myself as I can't. That's one thing I'll say. I, I, I don't sometimes I can't describe myself. If I had to describe myself as far as I'm African African American, male, Christian, married, bald, bearded, um, Texan. Let's see. You know, Texans like need it all right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? H Town in the building. Drake Johnson. You know, I'm 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 H Town and I'm East Texan, Tyler, Texas, to be exact. So yeah. all that, you know, that's how I would describe myself. If somebody asks, like, you know, who's branded? And I'm like, you know, it's the guy that I may be smiling, you know, if I'm bald, beard, somewhat handsome, you know, some may say. <laughs> um, some people may call me cocky. I can say um confident with some things and I would I like and it, I, like it's like writing your own resume, describing yourself. And I've never been the great because I don't want to come off too once again cocky. But it's one of those things where I know I've been through a lot and I know I accomplished a lot. So it's just one of the things I'm proud of. So that's why I would say myself is just, hey, you see what you see, but I claim to be African American male and Christian. Those are like that's what I got on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what is your favorite holiday and which year was it that you realized that this is a time that is going to be imprinted in your mind forever as the best holiday experience you've ever had hmm I like to I'm about to start using that now yeah I'm about to add that to the end of it um my favorite holiday I usually say Thanksgiving because of the food but if we want to go and i used to say my favorite holiday really is my birthday okay so you know what that is my favorite holiday my birthday okay july okay. 30th okay. that's my favorite holiday now if they start making dressing and potato salad and all the hair on my birthday it's a wrap okay <laughs> my birthday and it imprinted on me because in my unwinning my uncle rye's mother um, he's really my oldest cousin. He is my oldest cousin, but I call him Uncle Ride. And that's kind of how my cousins do with me now. And I'm like, man, I used to have a pool party every year at my Wendy's house, like every year. All my cousins come out. Um, you know, we have the cake, we have the barbecue. It was like a party. 
every like consistently even when i was living with my mother it was like my brother's birthday coming up when y'all when they come like, i used to be in fort worth for the summer you know now like, come on up and it used to be always a big event and and it was nobody else's but it, it was only my birthday nobody else's birthday was near my birthday and it was a summertime fling we kicking it we chilling and yeah. also it is one of the reasons why I still haven't watched the um the OJ documentary that just came out that little the dramatization yeah um, because one of my I think it was my seventh or eighth birthday that's when that OJ trial was happening during my birthday party oh. I never forget <laughs> don't forget one of my uncles came outside during my party and was like it's on the case on y'all every adult like fuck all them kids we at the pool they like they all went inside and I'm like. I didn't even blow my candles. <laughs> I would say that would be a moment that I would never forget. But I still had fun with my cousins and stuff, man. But I would never forget. I was like, fuck. Oh, I don't know who OJ Simpson is, but fuck him. I hope he go to jail. He, got, he didn't go to jail. All that. He didn't go to jail. But it was a big thing. You know, that was an impact. That gave me the added impactful moment. That was a small impactful moment. But I would never forget okay. that. I was like, they straight cut out on me every adult every single one it was just the kids at the point i'm like now i'm losing it i'm like somebody could have drowned out there or something but like that it was not as important as us figuring out about this case now man i'm talking about it was like something like a cartoon it was like, it was like i'm talking about they ran inside dang um gotcha so in your the type of life that you believe in living peaceful loving and family oriented how would you define your childhood and your upbringing um oh childhood upbringing and it's a question i was i love once again i never I, every time i hear someone else when they give me their responses i i listen but i always know my foundation okay but like i said i had a i would consider to me because it's what i know is a and I wouldn't say I can't say normal because one more I learn people it's not as normal, but it's not it's my childhood. But it, it a lot of people outside looking at compared to what is known as normal to American childhood, it was difficult. Like I but I did grow up with a lot of family. Um parents to divorce, like when I was like two, three years old. I remember briefly starting to live with my grandparents. My mother was never wasn't always straightforward with certain things, but she was extremely straightforward with other things. Um, so I had my grandmother, my grandfather, my mother, my little brother, my, and my uncle. And, you know, uncle lived like my mother used to um, do hair. She was a beautician and she would do hair and, um, you know, work on people's hair in the garage that it was my grandfather. He used to be a contractor. So he used to move dirt. That's what he used to say when I grown up. And he had this huge, um, garage where he kept all his tractors. They like, re and my mother was the youngest, so they remodeled the whole garage to turn that into a beauty salon. So I remember my youngest years growing up seeing all that, and um, my mother was diagnosed with lupus, so seeing a lot of illness and fast forward, I saw a lot of drug abuse in my household, um, well, substance abuse in my household. Um, I've seen, seen arguments and yelling, but I also saw a lot of love. It's not one day in my life I can remember when I was around my grandparents, around my mother, that I wasn't told that I was loved, you know? Um, my brother and I didn't have the best relationship. My mother and I didn't have the best relationship all the time, you know? She, you know, 
so I would say with all the child, and I've seen a lot of death in my childhood, a lot mm-hmm. of death in my childhood. Of course, I was close to my grandparents. My grandfather was like my best friend coming up. And like when my grandmother, I knew all her friends from church, you know, I was heavily in the church. Um, Smith Temple, Shiloh, shout out to y'all. And so going from, that was my elementary, middle school days, um, had to live with my aunt and thank God for her taking me in at the age of like 12. And, you know, I, I think I've said on the show before, I don't know if I went into detail that I lived in the house by myself for like two months. My mother just disappeared on me. And this is after my grandmother, grandfather passed and she, she went through a heavy, heavy, heavy depression. She, she also suffered from mental illness. So it's like, I've seen a lot from parents going to jail, parents going to mental institutions, parents fighting with each other, custody battles, um you know all the way until before I, this all happened before i 18 and seeing you know friends that died of you know friends i knew died of cancer my age like in elementary school to my best friend getting shot and killed in front of me like three weeks after graduate from high school so it was very and that is just you know it was very interesting because i've had a lot of male figures in my life tell me certain things like you know people your friend you know be careful you hang around with be careful your homeboys and all this you know don't get in no tr- get in any trouble and i'm like ah whatever we don't get in any trouble we just be doing this and little of that and i'm telling you like within a month um i saw one of my homeboys with several of my, two two three of my homeboys go to prison and want to get shot and killed in front of me just life hit like that so i'm kind of one of these people that describe that's that's describe my childhood it was wild i would say i could i would say you can write a story about it but everybody can write a story about their life i would say <laughs> well you so your parents were divorced and you have a brother from that relationship mm-hmm. how many other siblings do you have so why you had to ask that right now i'm glad i did the math yesterday so four two so i got six other actual from my father okay but I have three other from my aunt. Um, when my aunt took me in, you know, once again, I mentioned that my mother passed. My mother's struggled with substance abuse, mental illness, and I was purview to a lot of that. You know, I was like, my mother didn't hide shit from me. Okay. I was like, I'm the oldest. You got to know what's going on. You know, I know how the bills work. Like, I was told how the bill should work. You know, don't pay this until you see the disconnect notice and all these things. I was taught a lot of negative things that I had oh. to, you know. But uh, that's the truth. Uh, when people yeah. talk about other people that's poor and ghetto babies and all that, I'm like, bitch, you're talking about me. You just don't know it. Because I come, I don't look like that any longer, you know. Right. I don't come off as that any longer. But I, just, I absolutely empathize with people doing how they act. But when it comes down to like my other siblings, so I got three other sisters by my auntie and like I say, my family is, I don't have that, that true nuclear family, you know, with people that may like, it's mine is so different because I was raised by different people in my world. So with you, you know, um, cause the relationship that you have with your mom was not always great. And the relationship that you had with your dad was pretty non-existent. Um, What roles did you, or what role did you have in the household? Like as the older brother, you said a lot of things were 
put on you and you were you were told that you had to know about life uh, pretty early. So what what role were you given in the house? Um man. It, it it was a mutual relationship between my grandparents and myself. And the more I think of it, like I wanted to go out and play with my friends. I want to go to the slumber parties. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to do this, but I wasn't allowed to because I had to make sure my grandfather was doing all right. I got to make sure my grandmother didn't sneak out at night doing things of that nature. I had to change my grandfather's urinal. Sometimes I had to change his diaper. You know, <laughs> this is what I'm doing in elementary school, middle school, you know, and he was, I mean, my grandfather was strong, man. Five heart attacks, about six strokes and some shit. You know, I was like, the way he's eating, all the different type of things broke him down over the years, the smoking, whatever your case may be. But it was like, when he had to step down, and he was like my best friend, you know, heavily. I loved my grandfather, okay? Um, kept money on it, like, wide of cash. Always had knowledge. He never like whooped me a day in his life, but he always would do stuff like, man, if you mess up here, I'm just going, you can't come and hang with me. That was enough. That would fuck me up. So it was like, to that point, I saw the, the de-escalation or, you know, him going down in his life as hell, in his health. And I was like, man, my mother was like, you got to step up. You know, I, I had a show with my cousin, the only family member I had, um um t that he was like his mother had a conversation with him like hey you ain't a baby okay he he made a complaint about like that's your responsibility you don't want to wake me up in the morning and go to school i kind of had that same statement when i was younger i had a smart ass mouth and i was like you know you you have to deal with some of this stuff you know you have to take care of your brother and my brother was you know still bad as considered bad he uh are you never supposed to diagnose your family members or friends and stuff like something that teach you why you, you know, studying psychology, but oppositional finance disorder, no matter what you tell him to do something, he'll do the exact fucking opposite. Okay. And it was a lot of times that I had to jump on my brother because I'm like, if y'all don't put your hands on him, he something, once again, my mother was very coddling toward him and very hard on me. It's like, he, he's the child. He can play. He can get all the drawers, the shoes. I'm getting the WrestleMania, the shit from the Walmart. It was a very different way of I saw favoritism in my home. But my responsibility was like, hey, you can't let shit you can't let shit get too bad. Because that that weight was put on me as a child. So when I was living like on Frankston, it was a mark part of my life. Well, I had to transition living with my um aunt. Now, a lot of people don't know this. It's like, because when I end up going to, because this is my halfway through my eighth grade year. It was like my last two, six weeks. I was actually like through the winter and through the spring. Well, I think it was majority. Yeah, it was through basically like almost in the spring. I had to live with my aunt. But I was living in the house. Um, my It was after my grandmother. My grandmother passed. Then my grandfather passed. My mother went through a depression. Okay. She stopped. And no, actually, my grandmother passed, my grandfather passed, and my brother had to move to Fort Worth. He got kicked out of the ISD. That, I'm telling my brother was bad shit. Okay. Still got a certain type of love for him, but it's like he did a lot of, man, just it, once again, we have people like that in our family. We still love them. It's responsibility for what we have, and God's still working my soul with that. But it was like, man, after my brother had to move, I think my mother gave up. 
even though I'm in the house, I think she had that mindset. You got it. And I'm telling you, it was just one day I woke up and she wasn't there. And it, it's been some days she'll leave and I, it'd be like two, three days go by and I'd be okay. I knew how to cook enough noodles and cook enough, I knew to cook eggs, toast, fry some bacon, put some sausages in the microwave, do a breakfast a burrito and shit. I managed, you know. But it got to the point like she let the lights get cut off. Then the water got cut off and then she disappeared. I'm talking about it went on for like the week. Okay, I never had a week before. I'm still going to school. Um, so I'm, I'm like, once again, going to the grace of God, like somehow, some way I'm still doing this. And I remember my uncle, he stayed in the, he, you know, he was what you call God rest his soul, but he was the bootlegger in town. Okay. And he had his little connections and thing. But at that time I was at the age, we didn't talk quite as bit. I didn't know what was going on, but cause I didn't know when he was there or not, but I remember him telling me later in life when things came a little bit more stable, he would see me waking up 6 a.m. in the morning, going to the bus stop, catching the bus, going to school, coming back, sneaking through the window because I had to lock the door so nobody can get in and out. You know, this is before you had the keypads and um, the stuff you can put on your phone. But it went to that aspect where it's getting my aunt, my Brenda would come by and she was like, so where are your mama at? And I'm like, oh, she went to the store. You know, she, she'd be back later. I let her know you came by. And it'd be consistent. And I now I'm right now thinking my uncle probably was calling and telling him what's going on. But or actually my cause I would go down to G Jack's house and I would take showers at his house, you know. Then I'll come back and just continue with class. And all that was cool to my Aunt Brenda was like, Hey, I know what's going on. I know you're lying. Okay. I'm give you two choices. If you come live with me, because she been wanting me to I, we always had a close relationship. Mm-hmm. But she like, either you come live with me or I'm calling the police and social services. Which one you want to do? Play had to make a pimp decision, you know? So I was like, well, I'm talking about no lights, no water. I'm I'm, I'm doing homework by candlelight and shit. You feel me? So I get up and I move off. Maybe a month later, my mom come back and my aunt was kind of like, well, she was not kind of at all. I don't want your mom in my house. She, you know, very hard. Cause my mother and my brother had that same mentality. And my mother, like my aunt was kind of like, I'm tired of your shit. You done fucking abandoned my nephew. Woo, woo, woo. And, but it was kind of difficult. Cause I was pissed at my mom too. Cause I was like, what the fuck you, what the fuck was that? You know, just yeah. disappear. Like, I don't know if he was dead or what, but it came to the point where I didn't, I didn't talk to her for a while. I was upset. I was mad. But it came to an aspect when I started being sick, I got st- stability. I'm like playing football. I done went from being a fat kid to the muscular kid with a fucking full beard and shit. Everybody think I'm somebody's daddy. It was like, that was my glow up probably in my life. And I'm like, okay, this is like a new start in life. I went from being in poverty to living like somewhat middle class. This was like big time with me. I'm living in a big house, lights, water, big yard. I'm going on trips. Girls like me now. And it was just like something new. So, and it's like, even when she passed, I wasn't there when she passed. I was in Disney World. But all these things came all the way about that my childhood was like, man, it prepared me for difficult things in life. So mm-hmm. even when I'm dealing with stuff at work, 
tire could break down, something happened. I'm like, shit's been worse. Shit has been so much worse. I can persevere through all this, man. Shit has been worse. No, that was a lot, but just no, you answered you answered a lot. You sound like you had a lot of impact impactful moments. What was one of I guess the most impactful moments? The most impactful moment. Damn. I, I thought about the reason I had this question. I thought about it a lot. Um, well, this question actually came from when I was at BSD training when I became a CPS worker, and they asked this question and like, and I had some people was like, you know, some happy moments, and I'm like, damn, I don't, I got some fucked up <laughs> impactful moments, but I always fight between either my mother passing or my best friend getting killed in front of me. It was like two surreal moments in my life. Like, this is not happening. You know, this is, you know, this is unreal. My mother, only reason I would like compare it with my homeboy Felix, it was because I knew my mother was sick. You know, my mother was like um, in nursing homes. I, it may have been hospice. I didn't think it was hospice. I know she moved to Fort Worth and I was out of town when it happened. I was at, in, at Disney World when my mother passed of all places. But like and I, you know, it hurt hearing the whole news and being fourteen. You know, a couple of weeks for you, you know, I turned fifteen, and it was like my world was turned upside down. Yeah. You know, but with my homeboy, it was like it was like it, it's some shit out of of like a black BET movie or something like that. Like boys in the hood and menaces. Like we're having fun. You know, we see like. We literally about to leave with some girls, okay? We had this whole night. We had a whole plan. And, man, it just, like, it could have, once again, it could have been me like that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't targeted towards him. And the scary thing about it, we had a discussion that morning with my aunt about innocent bystanders getting shot and killed. Completely catless. I mean, it's like if my aunt wasn't there and all the other people didn't know the conversations and the type of person he was, it's like, He's one of my other only one other one of my homeboys that really wanted to go to college and um he wanted to propose to his girlfriend at the time. He wanted to make a change and he was one of the only friend I was the friend that I always wanted to take pictures and he was the homeboy that he would tell us he loved us. And we you know, being young and being stupid and he like, Oh man, don't stop without it. You know, pause, stop with all that gay shit. Boo boo boo. And he like, Man, fuck all that. I love y'all. And to have him die, like mm -hmm. You know, I was there at the bar. I was there from the whole moment. It was just like a step by step moment. It was like slow motion. Mm -hmm. And and he was also the homeboy. He used to he used to lie like a motherfucker. You know, when people were talking about like, oh, he was so good. He was not that. No, that nigga used to lie. But, but he was like, he'll make up a lie. Like, you know, one of my our homegirls thought I got shot. Cause we lied to her before. Tell me I got shot. You can come see us with the boo and. You know, and it's like, but for that to actually happen, when we had it, when I, when our other friends, like they were going off visiting colleges and stuff, would hit us back and like, man, they lying, right? I'm like, nah, like y'all need to stop playing. It was like a real crazy moment. So either between your words are powerful, your words, words are just so powerful. Yeah, it, but it's it's the truth. So these are moments I share with my, you know, kids, I mentor, you know, it's like, man, you know, appreciate the people you have around you. You never know how long you'll have them. You would not. Yeah. So how were you disciplined growing up? Um, shit, the belt and getting cussed out, yelled at. Um, I didn't get that many whoopings though. I probably can count on maybe 
know more than 15 Wilsons in probably my whole life. I was pretty known as a good kid. I talked back. I had a smart ass mouth, but I also felt like I was an intelligent individual. And I always say, you want, and I always say when you, you know, I hear you got a smart mouth, I'm like you don't want me to have a dumb one, right? You know, that was always my thing, you know? But it was to the point where I would rather get a whooping than hear somebody just nag the fuck out of me. I would, I would say that, for that and that's how much a smart mouth I had too. I would say, can you just whoop me and shut up? I remember I got a whooping for that, and I'm like, "But you still talking?" That's how I bet. That's what was like. <laughs> this was to the point where I just learned, uh, just kill it. That, that I just don't like oh nagging. My goodness. And and that's why when I hear some folks nag on stuff like that, I use I probably I mute them. Like I don't need to hear that. I'm too, we too grown for that. What we have, you know. And so as far as privileges, I think I'm I'm not the most privileged. I may not be at the par with privilege, but I know I have privilege. So what is something that brings you joy? Man, accomplishment. Um, no matter how small, you know, if I set a goal, like the, the list that I'm doing now, like I have, like mm-hmm. what if I set a goal and I write it down and and I, when I cross that off, it's like, whew, I did it, you know? So then what's the smallest, like what is the most silliest thing that, that gets you excited? Man, um, it, it, I got I got one. I was just talking about it the other day, man. It's just like, oh my gosh, that get me excited. Making my like not only my friends, but making my wife laugh. If she if I get her to laugh, that like makes me real happy. Just make it like even like if she's having a bad day or something like that, and I can turn that around. That is like a huge accomplishment to me. Like that that'll bring me so much joy. <laughs> did you have chores growing up yeah yeah um you know the the manly the, chores the gender roles i've had you know but i also i had outside of gender i washed dishes i fold clothes um so i had all i did everything i changed my grandfather's diaper his ur- urinal flipped them over um i had to stay home and take care of my grandparents my grandmother had all, i didn't even mention my grandmother had alzheimer's and my grandfather went from being on a cane, the walker, the wheelchair, to being stuck in the bed. And when he was in the bed, I was like his day worker. We had some, um, what's it called? What's, what are, what work is called? Um, like just home health care workers? Home health care workers. Mm-hmm. I don't trust the home health care worker field. You know, the <laughs> motherfuckers used to rob my grandparents. And I used to be, I caught them and we tried to shut that all down. And I ended up taking a lot of that responsibility in the care for my grandparents it was it was it was different but i don't i wouldn't take it back for the world okay well <clears throat> this is a part that is remixed by <laughs> truly by concrete and blossom podcast okay, okay and this is where you have more blanks to fill in okay before we fill in or before we continue with the series of questions right okay. it's just on the spot what you think of yourself kind of where you are in life and so you have one, two, three, four, five, six. You have seven, the number of greatness. So this will be good. Okay. Where did that number come from? Well, go ahead. All right. So um, I ask it on the spot. I take notes on the spot because what you give me the first time around is what I record for you. Um, so even if audio-wise, someone may hear something and take something differently, you have some really raw answers to it. So. Okay. We'll start with, I admit that I am not blank. 
Perfect. That's usually everyone's answer. That's so funny because it's so, it's like, doesn't take enough time to think about it. It's just like right there, right? Because I'm I'm not ideal. I mean, everybody's not going to like me. Okay, so um, I admit that I'm not perfect. I am blank. Human. I am not blank or blank. I'm not a fool or ignorant. I am blank and blank and blank. I am blessed, intelligent, and highly favored. Okay. And it ends with, and that's okay. So, um, so with that, um, no one is perfect, right? And we're all human. I only bring those out because literally those two being the first ones, you would be so surprised how many people, like that's just, that's the go-to answer because it's so common knowledge. Yeah. So it's not it's common. funny. Go ahead. Oh, it, it's it's yeah. I was you. You can use that as common. You can use that as common. right. I mean, you know, when when two common people are talking, it's common knowledge, right? Um, not like some of your past guests that we discussed just even today. I was gonna say clearly it's not common knowledge, but you know, yeah. whatever. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I, I once again, I always say I don't put myself in a small mm-hmm. mind. I don't. And it's not being negative when I say that, but it's like. I think so much on a spacious level that I'm like, it could be anything, you know? It could be anything. And I wonder if it has something to do with when we're born. Okay. What is your sign? Leo. Do you buy into the the personality traits of a Leo? I usually don't. When I hear other people, because I... Once again, this is the makers of me. And once again, I'm so grateful coming across and learning everybody's other, how they, you know, practice their rituals and beliefs and things. I do not, though. I don't believe just your birth, because so many other people are born the same way that you're going to have the same characteristics just because of that. I, I don't yeah. buy into that. But if you do, that's fine. You know, the time, the clock, the area. No, nah, that, that, that just don't make sense to me. Like <laughs> I got some girls, I know some people that was born in the same hospital the same day, almost about the same hour as me. We grew up together. We're nothing alike, okay? But mm-hmm. it's and it's fine, you know. But it's one of those things that. But when people like say, you know, like people ask, you know, so what's your sign? And I like, or you know, I don't have to say that. Like you got to be a Leo, and I'm like, who the fuck I am? Like how did you know? Like. <laughs> So, but some of the things I read about it, I, I do talk a lot. I do care a lot. I am very protective. Um, when, when I find somebody I care about and I like, I will protect them. And I'm loyal to that too. It, and the loyalty may not be in the site that you may see, but I'm like, I cut for my folks, you know, but um, I can be emotional at some time too, expressive. Um, and I don't, and once again, as a Leo trait, they say, and yeah, motherfucker, I got feelings. That's why, you know, I don't have no, <laughs> even when I was younger, they were like, oh man, you're being too sensitive. Yeah, bitch, I am. This is like one of the things like, uh, oh, you mad? You want to get me there? That's what I say. I was, right, right. I'm fine with being mad. My mad comes with action. It was God, what was it? What's my man name? Um, Oh my God, Joanna Man. I'm sorry for calling you Joanna Man. Nunez. Uh, uh, oh. No, 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 not Joanna Man. Not Joanna Man. I'm so sorry. Gosh. 
black brother um um not the city um the guys of it was a showtime was it showtime guys of he played like and god for african people and it was from a play it was like from a cartoon we knew as kids oh my gosh i'm gonna come with his name later on but he's a great actor writer and angry he's he make sure to say angry get shit done so i never been afraid of using your emotions to make things happen but you you have to use your emotion don't let your emotion use you uh what are some things that you had to unlearn man um every i'm not right about everything <laughs> <laughs> you know I, you want to know what's so funny i want to put a pin right there real quick okay it's so funny because one of the questions that I jotted down, erased, typed up again, erased, put it back on the list, erased. And it wasn't specifically, um, it was because I was so on the fence about specifically asking you, not that I thought that you would not have a great answer or an astonishing answer or anything less than a, uh, an answer from you, right? It was just, I, I don't know what it was, and the question was, what is something that you're probably wrong about? Oh. And okay. I know. And the thing is, it's like, I know, I know you just from, you know, us hang, hanging on the podcast and everything and getting to know each other in the short time we have. So I felt like you, you're so intelligent that you know there's a kajillion things. Even some of your beliefs could be wrong, right? right. So it was right. like I was on the fence in a good way. It's like kind of like one of those things it's like that's like one of those things that we would probably like get to talking about um unplanned or something like that and it would just kind of roll out versus like a question so yeah. it's funny that you say it what is it you had to unlearn yeah. and it's like i'm not right about everything i can be wrong so well that kind of leads into the next question mm -hmm. um two things where are you now or how would you describe your faith now? Because you kind of took us on a journey of like where you started and um, and when you got stronger. Where are you now in your faith? And what is a piece of something that you make? Because you can't tell your whole story, but what is something that you would want to convey to people who are kind of like, I'm not really sure about it? Um. I'm still searching within my culture. I mean, within my faith, which is a part of my culture. Um, but I think it's strong, you know, it could be always be stronger, but that's the part of searching. You know, you got your little, your little radar, your stud finder. Your, I, I know this is something for the fellas out there. I'm trying to, you got your GPS. How about that? And you, you don't know exactly what the address is at times, you know, mm -hmm. where it's supposed to be, but you still have to locate some of these things your own. You have to go a little bit, um, deeper into it right. and you got so many other people that are going to be telling you oh go this way and go that way you know and they're going to try to pull you in different places but I'm like no no I gotta follow what I'm reading in this map and I got to you know have faith in my comp my compass that's put put within me my my discernment you can say that but it, it's been times in life so I've had a lot of deaths in my life a lot of um abandonment Younger, I used to put people, like when I say younger, it was like middle school. Mm -hmm. I used to have high regards for people. And it, it just stopped. You know, one of our, my guests, you know, talked about, you know, 
looking at anti-role models, you know, and I like, I never put it that way. I used to say that, but I did have, I've had anti-role models that people I looked at like, you've done so much fucked up shit in your life. And I'm like, I don't want to be like you, if anybody, I don't, but I can learn from that. I still love you, but that's something I had to learn, um, unlearn. And, um, that is, that was the question. Something I had to unlearn. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, man what is something i had to unlearn once again other than that i'm always right and uh all this damn near all the shit we learned in high um secondary school like columbus found america and but i never trusted much that's my thing i also grew up in a black home my grandparents born in 1918 and they were very like, yeah. don't trust these motherfuckers, you know. It was like you can love them, you can be cool, but you're not the same. They go treat you differently. And then you go show and lo and behold, I'm seeing stuff left and right that my grandparents said 30 years ago. Wow. And I'm like, I don't I never say it is what it is, but you know, I lo- I love being around older folks because they got have a lot of wisdom. Like certain ones have wisdom. Um but yeah, I had to unlearn a lot of preconceived notions about America. I would say that mm. the propaganda. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Remix time. Remix time. We'll throw that sound bite in. Like. You know, <laughs> you know. Okay, so you got three blanks to fill in. Okay. The road may be ugly. And the future. Amazing. But I will not sit by. Oh, it's a blank right there. I will not sit by. Idle. Okay. So you won't sit by idle. So in time that you may have idle, how do you relax? Um. So this sometimes, you know, this is sometimes relaxing. I love learning new people. Um, I know for season three, it may not look like it, even though this is good season three at this clip, but I really want to get to know some people that have a good mind and a good sense of the world. Um, once again, that kind of goes into me. I don't know everything. And I know they might not know everything, but talking to people, I get to learn a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like sharing souls to an extent. Um, so that's relaxing. Sometimes I may get on a game, um, just cuddling up with the wife, you know, not even got to talk a lot. Just, we just chilling, just being with each other. Um, reading, listening to music, right? Used to be going to the gym, believe it or not. Some people found that I really do find that I'm missing it more. I'm like, my body's showing it recently, but it's like, I would say when I remember telling someone like I, I love to bench press I love to squat I like but it's like a lot of pressure in this world like so when I'm upset or something's going on with me when I'm getting that shit off my chest or getting it off like when you squat and you're using your whole body it feels like that's kind of I feel like life is to me mm-hmm. that it's like get this shit off me so that's why I believe like I have a lot of you know I because I remember one of my coaches used to say I'm cock strong like even though I have I look well, I, I weigh the weight now, but even when I can lose weight, I'm very strong. And it's because it's like, 
it's like a determination I have within me. So when I'm working out and I'm burned out, I'm tired, my muscles broken all the way down. It's like, okay, I'm relaxing now. Now time to heal, time to get better. I look at that as life. I've been, you know, God don't put more on you than you can bear. Than you can bear. That's what it's like. And it's like, as soon as you, you, you go through a troubling moment, you know, you've been paged at work, you know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> like you call to the office of your workplace and, you know, it's going to make you stronger. You just got to take that pain there, learn from heal. That's what your body, that's how you build muscle. You heal, you break it down and you heal and you come back better than before. So that's why I love working out. That's also relaxing to me. This has like been wow. So I take a lot of what God puts in my life. It's like, man, when my mother passed, it was my mother. When it was like when my mother passed and my good friend Felix passed, it was like a. I understood my mother, but I didn't understand my best friend so much. You know, I didn't understand Felix dying. I didn't understand like all this myself in life, and he's so young for this to happen. You know, I was like questioning, like why steadily why 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 and you know i've had great pastors in my life um vian robertson from new life church um right off who i can't think of the loop near across from john tyler if y'all listen to this y'all know what i'm talking about but come and talk to me and pray for me and really help me that was he's one of those guys you know that help you this is where you're gonna find jesus he's here you know yeah, he's not gonna be right there. He's continually moving kids. He's everywhere, but you have to move towards that, you know, other than listen to other people that like, oh, just go out and drink and go out and smoke because I believe that could have been a very detrimental part of my life where I could have started making poor, poor decisions in life, let's say right. that. Right. So hopefully that, like, that's just one of the experiences, you know, that it was like, wow. A lot of things that you do in your relaxed time are also things, just again, for me getting to know you, these are also things that like motivate you and like keep you going in a lot of ways. Correct. So with that, what's like a quote that you live by? I don't know. I don't say every time I think of that, it, it, there are quotes that I live by. Um, damn, but specifically, specifically, I don't know. Um, I use one that's like, oh, the motto of the show is like um, from Martin Luther King once again. Um, men hate each other because they fear each other. I can yeah. leave it just right there. I can leave it right. Men hate each other because they fear each other and they fear each other because they don't know each other. That's that right there. So if you had a theme song, what would it be? Ooh. There's so many songs that I, think, uh, and I don't know what route would I want to go. Would I want to go like my 80s soulful route or would I want to go like my southern third coast, you know, UGK, you know, little eight ball. Man, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Man, I don't know where to go. Because it's hard to, like, I know I put that question in. I'm like, I don't know why. The my song, theme song went. The list could be so long. Like, when I still, like, All right, so we're going to give you three categories. All right, no, we'll give you four categories, okay? We'll give you also current, current trap, love, and gospel. 
It'll be old soul for sure. No, if you had to choose a theme song, like you get to to give you four categories that you could choose. Oh, oh, out of the four categories. No, no, no. Which which song would you put in each category? What song I would put in each category? So, like, if you had a theme song for like your old soul, what would it be? A theme song for my old soul. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have to be something from Stevie Wonder, and I think it would be. Um, love has a love isn't in need of love today, or love isn't in need of love. Six and a half hours later, so that's what it is. Like, that's not even one of my favorite songs, but I, I really vibe with that. And I think, hopefully, I it may not be that when people see me when I'm thinking if I'm seeing somebody going through something, even on even when I see I, I when I see good people, especially people that have shown love to me, I'm gonna try to make them feel good because I know they need it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, your current trap song. I, I hate current trap. So oh, well, um, okay, well current. So, but if you say just once again, I would say um just, like current day music. Current day music. Yeah, current day. You got also now current day, so it don't have to be trap. Man, I'm gonna think of a song that I've listened to that I like that represents me. Oh my gosh, you make me want to go. It'd probably be something from. Damn. That's sad. Rick Ross usually hit me when I feel like it's a good spirit for me. But I think I'll go with J. Cole. Nah, hell no. Is that sad? I had to look it up. Well, it's supposed to be on the spot. Like, what song do you just feel like? Uh, current song day song. On the, but if it's my theme song, if it's my theme current song, day song, and it's a current day song, it would be um, Baby on Baby. Okay. And then your, like, R&B slow jam theme song, like... Um... Um, Ace Town knocking the boots. Oh, that's like that's not old soul, but that's old school. Come on, blood. That is not old. like if it if it's okay. Like so no, I it take it back. I I I I, I my, my, my old school goes back to like you know we talking about Patty the Bell. So that's what I was gonna say. That's why I was saying I retract because it's technically not old school, but again, if you fast forward to like I'm a seventh grade teacher, if somebody say H Town, let's go to Jodeci freaking me. That's what it would be. Even that, even that's even older. I'm like, but that's the type of R and B I like. This shit here or now, it's like I like Sir, but I would have I haven't found like as an artist, he's one of my. Uh, oh, let me go back. Oh, okay, I can't go back. See, I would even put. He's not even a trap rapper, but I love Anderson Pac. Anderson Pac can cover, like I, that's I was. Current like, day, I, he's current day though. Yeah, but I have to. But he's not a trap artist though. He's like no, that's why I said not trap, but just current day. So current. Let me change my current day from better. It's Anderson Pac. That's on with Rick Ross. He got out now. I can't think of the name of it, but that's my shit though. I know you're talking about. And then what about your your my theme song? Your gospel you know? song. Man, going over yonder. I know it's old, but man, look oh, once again. That's, that's a hymn book old. That, and that's the type of gospel I love. I really do. Once again, I grew up in an old church, you know. So 
and I've been to a lot of funerals, and I heard that song so many times. I've been to a lot of funerals with Flood. I mean, like, at least about 20, 30 funerals in my life. So it's like that song right there, and when it's sung right, and that, the real piano being played, like, the every key that it touches me. Oh, and, um, it's another song, but I'm gonna go with Go With Yonder. Okay. Are you done? Are- are you done? Yeah, can I, are you done? Are you done? Okay. You talk about a lot of people who have had major impacts in your life. Um, and, you know, from whether good, bad, or indifferent, um, from the way, the expectations your mother put on you, from to the relationship you have with your grandfather, the relationship you have with your grandmother, the love and uh, compassion you have for your aunt and her children that are now like your adopted like siblings. Right. right, Um, right. And many of the other men, you know, in your life and you taking on the role as being the knowledgeable cousin, knowledgeable uncle, knowledgeable um, brother who wants the family to progress forward. who are some notable give me three notable people in your life uh they could they either here or passed on that have and what traits they have that you want to exude oh i want to exude shoot 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 this is not one of my questions but i like it um, it's a part it's it's it's, it's hard it's part i know it's i know close. but you you went to detail about it well because you like talked it. already about some some people who had impacts and so i just i i'm more interested in because you you've lost a lot you've yeah. lost a lot you've had a lot of loss but with those losses you've had so many gains so much self-awareness so much experience so much opportunity that has come with that so as you start doing that, as you start like taking stock of like how much you have lost, you realize that there, there were leaders who were in your life that actually gave you the tools that you needed to be successful. Like, um, like your uncle who was like, look, find yourself a church home. I know, I know, and, I know. And, and as, as crazy as his life was, trust me, that's for him to say it. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and, the, and, and that, and that kind of goes into where, you know, I'm thinking about the answer. It's like, man, so if it's three, I'm going to name the people. I got to say my Brenda, okay, my Uncle Rod, and my grandfather. And okay. whoever else hearing that, you didn't hear your name, it's no slight against you. But it's because you have to understand, I've taken the I'll take the good and the bad for these people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. There's some things that um like with my grandfather, I mean, hard worker, hard grind. I'm talking about get your ass up. And I, you know, and when I lay in the bed, like today, I laid in bed a little bit long. I hit snooze three times. My grandfather was slapped the shit out of my ass for doing that, you know. You know, I'm, that he was absolutely against that, man. Ab- yeah. get, you yeah. up when you hear the roosters crowing. And we used to have roosters crowing next door, okay? This mm-hmm. ain't no, like, euphemism. That actually was fucking happening. Like, when you hear that, you get your ass up. And when you up, everybody up with you, too. Everybody mm-hmm. up in the house. Everybody mm-hmm. working. And, like, I think I get a little too comfortable. It's just me and wife, so it's fine. But even when my cousins come down, when I have my nephews come down and stuff, I'm up. All right, fellas, let's get up. Let's get to work. 
Well, we ain't got you got some. We got something to do. We gonna find something to do. Let's go. Like I guess I guess that's why when I saw that video that we put with we playing a video game or can I come and do it? That is so against my culture of being a hard worker and. Mm-hmm. And I like now I'm feeling guilty because I probably I should be doing a lot more than what I'm doing, you know, because it's like I sometimes you feel like, okay, I, I need to rest. Nigga, no, you don't. Get your ass up, get to work. Okay. I, I know, I know, and I know Leah and see, and I'm like, but I do need my rest, but I'm like, but I grew up like that. So so it's, it's my, workism. That's that's what it is. And especially I know. like I get from um, you know, because my and he came from I'm not sure how old you're he was I'm born in sure. 1918. That's what I was going to get on. Okay, yeah, because my, my grandfather is about older. the same. He's 90. He would he would have been 90. Yeah, mine too. 96, 96, 96, 97, I think. But you know, he was a Buffalo soldier, no, and so he uh, so he he knew like he had to be up, take care of the horse, and he'll say, you know, I take care of the horse before I had to take care of before I can even get breakfast, and so yeah. you know, he so I so I get where that especially in Tyler, Texas, I get where that's, where that's coming from. Um, because like y'all don't, y'all don't just have land owner. just to have land. Exactly. Y'all have land to work. Yeah. So that was his hard work, but at the same time, like, man, I'm trying to grow from it, but he was sometimes mean as shit. He wasn't mean to me. Okay. Let's be clear. Marcus, he was coming down mean as shit to hear stories and all that. And, you know, he was loved and he was respected, but mm-hmm. he came, he was like iron fist. Like okay. if it if it's not my will, it's not happening, you know. And it, I think it might push some things away from him. Um, my okay, so your grandfather and my uncle Rod, you know, I say my uncle Rod because it's same thing with goes with my grandfather. He's a he's a big time hustler, okay. And okay. but he's very so professional. He's professional. He has uh-huh. two very successful daughters, and those are my cousins. I love them dearly. Uh, you'll love them too if you ever meet them. Like they real cool folks, you know. And and they and he he's building foundations and he's made some mistakes in his life. And I'm like, I don't want to make those mistakes. And he tells me you don't want to make these mistakes. But I've seen the positive that he have, you know. And and I see that sometimes like man. And we had these conversations so often. I'm if I'm calling tomorrow, that I'm like man. He he says it's like man, we talk about our family, and they used to say, "Well, you you see what we talk about one time, one day, Brandon. We can't tell you everything because go fuck your head up, you know? Because you know, you know, every family I think have secrets. I know mine does, and it's like every man, family. man, yeah. and you know, when you get to these ages when they start telling you the shit, it was like I'm not, I'm 34 and I'm still not ready for this stuff, you know? But they're like, no, nah, you got to be ready because you got to tackle it on, you know? And I'm like, golly. And just like when we were talking about well, what's what stacks, same thing that was happening. Oh, these are my brothers right here and my sister. I don't know if you can see it, but you see some of them. Hold on. Oh, if I can unplug it. Okay. And so <clears throat> if it was your last meal, what would it be? And who would prepare it? It would be Thanksgiving dinner. And it would be my auntie's that will come. I'm talking about from my mother would do the potato salad. Okay, my mother still, God rest her soul, would have the best potato salad. It's it's on me, and it's like it's made with it's more sweet, must it's more sweet mustard miracle whip. 
Yes, Miracle Whip. We don't use mayonnaise. I, I didn't even know what mayonnaise was until I was in my adulthood. Right, um, right. I was like, I, what they're like, they're like Miracle oh. Whip. They're like, that's salad dressing. Every time I get mayonnaise, I'm like, this is mayonnaise, okay? No, that's salad dressing. And I looked at the, the container. Like, and it says salad dressing on it. Huh? <laughs> but um, I would say so. Uh, uh, Brenda, um, so if my mother, you know, like it would be her, but you know, then I would have probably my mother-in-law that could work on a, a potato salad together. Um, then I would have the dressing would be my aunt Brenda. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have a turkey by Greenberg Turkey. Then I have a fried turkey from my cousin Mark. I would have um, my aunt Dee Dee would do the strawberry cake. You know, I'll be cool. I would have Shayla do the strawberry cake, my little cousin. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep it there. I love it. I got to let, they got to learn. I, mean, I might get on her neck by making one recently. They they losing these skills. Oh, and, oh don't get me started. I'm not, that's probably, it sounds misogynistic, but I am dead serious. Like, and there's a reason it's not about being misogynistic it's about we got to keep these recipes and these these things going because i learn them because i it's not because it's not misogynistic. i would learn them but i'm like y'all gonna it goes back thanksgiving dinner and all that that's important it's not it's the food but that food is it would make you remember the laughter, the joy, the people. It's so much that, like, my Aunt Winnie, she can do the yams and all that. And, like, all this stuff going into the point that when I'm still eating this and congregating, it goes back to, like, man, that's why I enjoy this so much. Like, and it, don't get me wrong, it's good. You know, it's mm-hmm. very good. And we call each other out when shit ain't right or something happened. You, what you changed different in this? You know, <laughs> you, you, did, you did something different. Here. Don't do that again. You know, we got to go back yeah. to that. Go back to that. Yeah. But it would be the ham because she, my aunt Diddy had the best like honey glazed ham. I mean, they, they be spanking. It's like shining. Um, oh, let's see. And, but you know, it's the beautiful thing about it. My wife, I, I got to give her kudos. She sit back she paid attention she know how to cook so many of these things my aunties cook like my grandmother make biscuits oh my god and like she make biscuits almost just like my grandmother like and the i'm like home cooked biscuits okay and it's not no like shit you pop the can open i'm like you mix it you put it together and i'm like they came out come out perfect and all our friends that come and she got to the point she started making for these other folks and, I, and i'm like you know this is a johnson recipe right here okay <laughs> you know we made sure but it's like all of our friends like man we gotta get some after biscuits i'm like my grandma biscuits bitch i like, <laughs> like watch out but yeah she's part of it so i appreciate that so that's why that's why i say if anyone it would be the dinner i can name so many different things but like so do you have anything from anywhere because if you're well traveled and you know you've been to quite a few places i'm assuming in your life there's nothing that I you would have i don't like to travel i didn't i want to travel more but it's a reason why i don't like to travel but <laughs> i'm not and i've stated it before that every time i travel someone in my family dies it's close to me family or friends so like even recently i'm telling you i come if i come i go out of town my mother died when i was in florida grandparents died when i went to one of my either time i went to a different state each one of my grandparents passed um i just went to a little out of town trip and my homeboy got when i came back he died it was like i usually associate with that i shouldn't do that but i used to show associated with that 
but when I think of food, I think of family. The best food is from my family. Mm. Um, and I've, I've eaten from different places, different cuisines, and I've had some good stuff. But when I'm talking about, like, if I'm about to go, it's not only the food. It's the person who, once again, it's the person who's preparing it. So I'm kind of cheating, getting, because it's going to give me a little bit more of them. Because when I think of my love, it's like, I associate that with love, you know? So when I have something like my mother used to make a potato salad sweet. And so when I have like somebody with like just straight dill potato salad, that shit trash to me. And I'm like, that stuff might be good to you. And I understand the opposite. Some people may try my mother's ty- um, type of potato salad and they hate it. And I'm like, okay, that's you. You trash, you know, but it's like, but that, but that's how people associate things with each other. <laughs> like, and my mother-in-law, when I first tried her uh, potato salad, it tasted just like my mom's, and I loved it. And I remember she tried to remix it for somebody else this, the, the next year, and I'm like, don't do that for nobody else anymore. Keep it the way you had it. It was good. Awesome. So, if you could start over in life, would you? Nope, not at all. Even with all the craziness my life is thrown to me because hey maybe i will make a step in a certain direction and things will be worse thank god has blessed me with the life i have and i'm gonna try to make the best of it right every day okay so i think you've answered this question previously but if you had the opportunity to start your life over nope i would not at all i would not you wouldn't pick a certain place to nope. relive. No, nope. nope. I love where I'm at right now. Okay. 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 I'm looking forward to the next one. Looking forward to just continue living. I, that's my privilege. I'm alive. What is, what is, what's that quote from Color Purple? I'm poor. Black. I may even be ugly. But dear God, I'm here. I'm here. But I'm here. <laughs> hey man, straight up. What that's I don't know if it is on that, but that's one my favorite movie. The color purple is my favorite movie. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> your podcast, Everything Culture Podcast. Um, I know it's based on what was that? What's this little you symbol? See this right here? Right. Oh, that was for that with the other hand. I was like, is this some type of symbol? Oh, got it. Oh, right oh, got it. Okay. Got, hands. You got like? it. All right. My bad. I wasn't uh, sure. I was I like, I, I knew that part, but maybe it was like an everything culture symbol or something. Well, that was you know, I'm going to start making I'm going to start making signatures and emblems for my squad. Actually, that's going to be, oh, that's I just remembered. It's, it's another reason why it's an A in there too. Go ahead, though. Okay, well, work on that uh, talking about culture, how would you describe your culture? And of course, to sum everything up, how would you define your culture? Man, searching. I still say we're searching. I always say when people ask that question, my culture is searching. Okay, and that goes me being a man. That goes for me being african-american or black that goes for me being a christian we're searching um and we're missing being misunderstood so much mm. i would say being african-american 
And that's what I say. We even saying black or African American, a Negro, a colored. All we've been called all these different things, and we're still searching about what we call. And sometimes we're, we're sometimes we're accepted by America. Sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're accepted by some African. Sometimes we're not. You know, because we're something different. Sometimes we're not. We don't know what to look at each other because we're not just one thing. We're once again, Leah and I understand. We say we're a, a spectrum. We're not a monolith. We're just not one thing. And right, we're still right. searching for who we are. And it's even within our culture, we misunderstand one another. Once again, that go from being a Christian, being a black and being a man. So it's like, that's what I would say. I would say searching. It's, I would say to be specific with being black, it's like, or, well, being African-American, I would say. And also, we don't like to use it that. We, we've been black, we've been Negro, we've been African-American, we've been Negro-American. It's been so many things been called because we've been stripped of what we've known of, who, of our culture. But I'm saying, if I can tell my people, is that you are special. You are something that nobody ever, like, we've been created here and we bring so much good to this world. And I know people are going to try to highlight the bad, because, but it's good and evil and everything. But we brought so much good into this world. We're so influential. So we're still, and I would say we're creating our culture. And we're searching while creating our culture. Whether we want to go back to Africa or not, no, we're something different. People may not agree with the words that I'm saying right now, but we're something different. And even you, nobody influences the world like African-Americans. I don't care where you from. Absolutely. From, and I'm not just talking about African-Americans are influential. We got, cause we have the, we have the the code, we have the secret. We, if you want to even call it the Wakanda, if you want to call it the vibranium, whatever you want to do it, we have that in us. Then we have so much of uh, American culture that's influences and we have that pop. We have the blues are made over here. Hip hop was made over here. We made that and people try to shame us. And, and once again, by doing everything culture. And even before I've been um, in college and I've had um, Nigerians say words, and I can't remember the exact word, but like you're slave blood, you're beneath me. And I had to kick people out of my spot because I'm like, we don't play like that right here, man. Mm. Like, so we are so discriminated against so many other cultures and minorities within themselves, but we've done so much within this, not this country, but within this world alone. So, but we're still searching for who we are. But I would say never stop being great. Never stop being awesome. Not only that you are somebody, your life matters and you're here to do awesome things. Absolutely. So with all of that, we have three's a charm mm -hmm. and three blanks to sum it all up for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll give you the three blanks. Um, you're going to complete the sentence. I want the people in my life, those who matter, to see a blank, blank, and blank person. Um, once again, loving, wise, See, I, see, my wisdom made me pull out, pull back wise sometimes because wisdom you have to have some pain to go with that usually. Oh, no, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so I would say, say loving wise. Hmm. And fair. Okay. Yeah, emphasis on fair. 
Very good. And I, I say it from the heart. That's the best thing I say. I say hopefully get wisdom. Once again, if I touch it, hopefully it's in a positive place. I hope it's something that's like I'm, people don't think I'm rambling. Sometimes it feels like that. But I really do try to think about what I say before I say it. And I mean it from a great place. And that's why we got to continue educating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we got to go forward from there. But, you know, this is still what we do here at Everything Culture. You know, this is an Everything Culture show. Um, you know, I'm your host, Mr. D713, and I appreciate Don. You may hear a few more. She got her episode coming up soon, too, for season three. This is something we go roll out that, you know, we've been doing this for what well, this is our what, about to go in our 40. This may be our 46th episode direct for a discussion, but it's numerous that makes me you. Once again, this is a true passion that we have here in everything culture that we learn from one another and we grow with one another. That's the best way we can go by. So once again, thank you, Dawn, with Concrete and Blossom. Make sure to check out, um, if you look at our follower list or, you know, you can check out on our YouTube page. Make sure to follow all of us on YouTube from Concrete and Blossoms to Everything Culture, Take Up Space, Truck Cast, um, BTG, Presidents, Divorce, all these folks right here have, you know, a great you know, and we once again, it's about supporting one another. If we don't support one another, we ain't gonna grow. And that goes. And then once again, this is not just within the black community, but it really influenced in the black community as well. So thank you all, and God bless. Okay, because yes. yes. you will be shocked. I hear people like, I wasn't ready. Shouldn't have been asking for it then. You know, right? Right. <laughs> That's why I'm like, give me ready now. Let me figure. Mm-hmm. Um, as always for everything culture this has been the makings of you welcome to season three um, we go get into this man um, as always we end every show with our motto or our mantra how you like to say it a mission mission statement comes from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and that is he believed men hate each other because they fear each other they fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because of uh, miscommunication and they have miscommunication because it's segregated here on everything culture we try to build a space for we have respect communication consistency with one another so we can grow understand and love one another we would like to thank you all and god bless Mm -hmm.